Hi ho, hi ho, and welcome to our October episode of Now and Then, Flato Academy Theater. I am your host, Randy Reed, and I'll be in here to uh, guide you through our list of uh, guests this month. We're having a great time here putting it all together for you, and we have a lot to talk about. First of all, I want to give a huge shout out to the folks that were involved in our variety show on Friday the 29th of September. We had a wonderful turnout at the theater, and we had terrific local talent entertaining the folks. I think everyone had a really good time. So on behalf of Bob May and I, who produced the show, we'd like to thank the people at the Academy Theater, all the volunteers, of course, and all the great talent that appeared on the stage that night. It really was a special evening. We are going to be starting this month with our friend Craig Metcalf, who is going to go through a very busy schedule that the theater has upcoming in October. So here he is. Hi, uh, thanks, uh, Randy. Good to see you again. And yes, October is uh, incredibly busy for us. It starts on uh, October 4th with the Sultans of String performing the Walking Through the Fire with a group of Indigenous artists. They just had their premiere last night at the Flavel Markham Theater. And so we're looking forward to that. It's really examining the Nash, the uh, Truth and Reconciliation Commission findings. We have two hypnosis and magic shows on October the 7th, one for family matinee and another one uh, in the evening, followed by the next day, the 15th, with Grease the Concert. So uh, if uh, everybody who remembers that movie, if they uh, want to come out and see... Uh, uh, live musical, here it is. The 18th of October is a, is a big night. It's uh, the Canadian uh, road trip uh, featuring uh, country artists uh, Michelle Wright, Doc Walker, and Jason McCoy. Friday the 20th is Grace 2, a tribute to the Tragically Hip, followed by the 21st, uh, Forever Seeger, as I understand it, rated the best Seeger tribute around. So that will be great uh, on the 23rd of October, uh, 50s, 60s revival show. So again, if you're of uh, that age and you remember the 50s and 60s, and even if you don't, uh, it's sure to be a great show. The 27th of October is a tribute to Johnny Cash, followed by the 28th uh, tribute to uh, CCR, called the uh, Green River Revival. And uh, on the 29th, finally, we have Oh, What a Night, uh, uh, tribute uh, to the Frankie, Four Valley. Frankie yep. Valley and the Four Seasons. Yep. And a special show November 1st is a big show for us featuring uh, Canadian comic Howie Mandel. Uh, you know, the international audience knows him from America's Got Talent, but uh, we've known him up here for many, many years. So we're really looking forward to that. And I'd like to give an advance notice of uh, our fall production, James and the Giant Peach. And it's on sale now and scheduled for November 24, 25, and 26. And that'll be great. Mm -hmm. Absolutely great. So thank you, Craig. Thank you. Thank you, Craig. In his lineup, he mentioned that James and the Giant Peach will be coming to the theater in November, the, uh, the fall musical which features all the local talent. Uh, directed once again this year by Beth Wilson. We're really looking forward to seeing this production. It's going to be wonderful. I had an opportunity to sneak into the uh, Lindsay Dance Studio for one of the rehearsals not that long ago, so I'm going to play a little clip from that. So here it is. 
Hi, I'm about to enter the Lindsay Dance Studio on a Sunday afternoon for a rehearsal of James and the Giant Peach. Okay, we have talked um, over several of the last few episodes about the possibility over the years that the Academy Theatre would be torn down. And thanks to a group of really concerned citizens back in the early 60s, they were able to put together the Academy Theatre Board Foundation, and they were able to save the theatre. One of the things that happened a couple of years later, once um, the theatre got up and running again, was the formation of the Women's League and we are lucky enough to have Barb Truax with us today. Barb was an original uh, member of that women's group, and uh, I'm going to let you hear a little bit of a conversation that we had with her. So here's Barb Truax. I'm here with Barb Truax, and I am so pleased that you're spending some time with us. Thank you so much. Your involvement with the Academy Theatre goes back a long way, and so give us an idea of how you originally got involved with the theater? Well, there were ladies who were wives of the board members who wanted to, well, there actually was no no fun, no fun funds for them to do any decorating around the theater, so they took it upon themselves to take that task on. And so they got together and 
one of the mem one of one of those wives asked me if I would like to we would like to join them, and we my husband and I were just newly back in Lindsay, um, so I went to a couple of the meetings and and uh, there were a group of about I would say fifteen people, and then gradually just kept adding members on, um, but they played a big role because. Uh, they took on the, the, their main chore was to to decorate the the um, the guild room, and it was just a big room with nothing there. So the, they began fundraising to do to do that kind of thing by by having a, a membership tea each year. Um, they also had a wine and cheese party at Pleasant Point, um, where you would go and five or six cottages along the lakeshore would um, would welcome people in for wine and cheese. That was very popular in the summer. Um, and things like that raised money for the, for the Women's Guild. And then in turn, they decorated and painted, uh, got drapes, um, bought dishes uh, so that they could hold functions in the guild room. And of course, then the, the board members would have their meetings there too, um, after we got some furniture in there and that kind of thing. And that just kept growing. And at one point in, uh, I would say about the 70s, I think we had about 52 members. Wow. Um, and uh, we ended up doing the washrooms in the, in the basement. And um, I think we continued to um, improve on we had to buy a refrigerator for up there to do little things but we never right. and at one point in the beginning there was no plumbing there so we had to have some plumbing play oh, they're right yeah yeah and that was really their big function they were doing they were they did the cosmetic maintenance they also would they at one point too they they decorated the lobby to make it more pleasant and everything mm -hmm. for people as they came in because at that time there was no funds to do all that extra stuff. There were too many uh, structural maintenance things that sure, had to be done yeah. at the theater. But um, it was there was lots of joy and camaraderie with all of this, and um, there were lots of really good stories about. Uh, I thought one of the most wonderful things for me was you know being a relatively young person and just getting started to do some entertaining and everything. And they taught me how to do a proper tea and all that kind of thing. And it was really, uh, really kind of, it was, I thought it was fun to just to get involved with these older women because they taught you so much at the sure. time, you know. And you, I'm sure you met a lot of people too that you wouldn't have known maybe. Well, because Art was from Lindsay, we did know quite a few people, but... Right. Uh, Oh no! Anything like that that you become involved with, you know, like I didn't know these older women uh, them, themselves. Sure. Uh, I knew of them, but uh, some of them belonged to our church, and I mean, it's probably one of the one, those people that invited me to go. Right. Yeah. But um, no, it was um, we did we did a lot around the theater. Oh, that's great! So you went from the women's guild to the board of the theater. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like they probably got desperate one day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. But anyway, uh, no, I went on the board, and um, it was really funny because it was kind of like a, 
uh, an old boys club at that time. Yes. And um, I think they wondered why they had this female there. <laughs> uh, the, I wasn't received all that well at the beginning from some of them um, because I was trying to get involved. The box office was always run by volunteers okay. at that point. I remember I used to go down and every Thursday night I would take my two kids. I'd sit them in row G to watch this, the show. I'd go back and sell tickets and the box and then I come and sit with them for the performance but now we were getting to the point where it needed to be more sophisticated right. so I was trying to add, encourage them to do something with Ticketmaster no they didn't really want to do anything with Ticketmaster but they did let me go and do the investigation and when I came back with the report it surprised me no end that they decided that that would be to the advantage of the theater well, there you go. So it was really kind of funny. But anyway, the interesting part that I thought was funny then was if you complained about anything, you became you you went on that committee, and I ended up being <laughs> on just about every committee, <laughs> every committee yeah. that there was there. But, but primarily, I did I I was on the committee that brought the shows in. We had to that was really mm -hmm. the main thing yeah. but I ended up on I don't know what all I ended up on but it was really funny <laughs> <laughs> that's great but so that was all during the Dennis Sweeting uh, summer theater program yeah. uh, years and, and because I was on the Academy Theater Board then they put me on as the theater represent one of the theater representatives on the fourth of summer theater board right okay and that was just towards the end of the Summer Theater. Right. Diane Nyland came in. Yes. Um, probably three years earlier or something, but uh, it got to be too expensive to run after that. Right. Yeah. But it was such a going concern for oh. so many years. And you look back and you think, why can't why can't we do it again? Yeah. Because the Capitol Theater in Port Hope does. Mm -hmm. You know and. Yeah. You just wonder. Yeah. I had a nice chat with Ray Marshall about that, and he he seemed to think that. It just wouldn't go anymore. It wouldn't. It wouldn't fly. But uh, well, the theater's much bigger than the Capitol. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so we all we always had that problem with the size of the theater. Yes. If you could have divided it in half. Yes. Uh, so that you could do smaller, you would have come in under a different category with the unions and right. stuff. Yeah. And it wouldn't have cost you so much money yeah. to bring the exactly. shows. And then but on the other hand we wouldn't have had some of the big productions. Exactly. Either, yeah. you know, so we were in a catch twenty two yeah. situation right. there. Yeah. Well that's great. So interesting to talk to you. Um, <laughs> all kinds of stories. My goodness gracious. After you left the board, which was early nineties, you think? But, I think nineteen around nineteen ninety two. Yeah. I think. Okay. So the theater has gone through a lot of a lot of changes since then. Um, not so much with with the uh, the approach that the theater is taking, but the um, the amount of the amount of shows that they're able to mount, and whether or not we can we can afford to to book these shows i mean that's that's always the bottom line money is always the bottom line sure is so um i know your involvement with a lot of um the church groups and and different fundraising things in town but i'm sure you still keep tabs on the theater i may i maintain being a volunteer down there yeah well we even to 
do today. Right. Except I no longer can drive at night. Right. So I can't do any of the shows oh, okay, at night. Yeah. But I've gone down on ticket taking and ushering. I I tried to maintain my yeah. volunteer work with them all over these years. Um, I got an award, one of those awards for volunteers from the Ontario government for 50 nice. years at the theater. So. Good for you. Good for you. Well, Barb Truex, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Oh, my and goodness. It's my pleasure. I'm sure that there'll be uh, more stories to hear as we go along. So thank you again. You're welcome. Thanks again to Barb Truax. She is a dear lady, and uh, a lot of you will know her from her volunteer work, her philanthropy, and uh, she is just tireless. It's amazing to watch her in action, so we appreciate her spending some time with us. We're going to wrap up this episode with a chat with a young lady who has been with us before. Marion Puffer was a longtime employee at the theater, and we had a chance to talk to her in the guild room at the theater uh, about some of her years working at the theater in various capacities. So here is Marion Puffer. I'm in the guild room at the Academy Theater with a woman who probably knows as much about this theater the last 30 years, as much as anyone, and her name is Marion Puffer, and we're really glad to have you back. Thank you, Marion. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure. Um, you started in the theater in the mid-90s. Yes, that's correct. I started uh, working in the box office for Quartha Summer Theater. Right. And who hired you? Who was the who was the man at that time? Would that have been Ray Marshall? Ray Marshall, but Quartha Summer Theater ran basically their own box office. Oh, okay. So it had to be approved by Diane Nyland Proctor as right. well. Right, okay, yep. Yeah. So you did that for a while, and then what happened? Uh, then I became, they wanted a full-time box office person, because Ray used to run the box office a lot himself and had a helper, and the Academy decided that they wanted a full-time box office person, and I became that. Oh, that's great. First So how long person. did you do that? that I did that for 13 years. Yeah. And along with that, you did other duties as well, did you not? I did. Um, I would do front of house some of the time as well. I also uh, participated in amateur shows, so I would choreograph in the evening for um, Kwana shows, uh, Christian heritage shows, um, just kept my foot in every door. Sure, that's great. And your, your family was involved as well, right? Uh, yes, my mother participated in uh, productions as well. I actually was in two or three musical productions as well myself. Oh, yeah. um, and then my daughter took up the love for theater and did many um, shows. That's great, yeah. So how many years altogether do you think you were, you were working here? I worked here 13 and then I left and then I came back for a year. But a year and a half later, I came back for another year. Because you were on the road, you were on the road for for a while after you left here. Yes, in two thousand and eight, in the spring of two thousand and eight, I left the academy and went with touring players, and I went across Canada all the way to Vancouver with a tour truck and um, my four um, actors, performers, and our set in a ten foot cube truck. <laughs> and we'd empty our set out, set it up, and do the children production of about a 55-minute show. And sometimes did two in that day, sometimes just one. 
load it all back up and on the road we go again. Wow, that must have been fascinating. It was, it was a wonderful experience to be with those ladies. They were amazing people, very talented. And nice to see all those theaters and just talk to different people in theaters and be able to walk in knowing a lot about theater because I would have to ask them to set my lights, but I would run all my own sound, so I took all my own sound equipment on the right. road right. with me. Well, so great. you go in, you know, they know the colors, but then you have to set the lights with them, and they were all great to work with. Oh, that's super. Well, thank you, Mary, and I appreciate your time. And to the folks that are listening, we apologize for the uh, construction going on behind us, but it's one of those deals. It is the season. So thank you again, Marion. Okay, that will do it for our October episode, our episode number 12. So next month will be our first anniversary episode. Looking forward to that. My name is Randy Reed, and you've been listening to Now and Then the Plato Academy Theatre. Please join us, if you wouldn't mind, on our website, nowandthenpodcast.ca, or you can contact us via email at nowandthenpodcast at hotmail.com. We will be uh, back in November with another power-packed hour or so of information on our favorite theatre, and uh, we hope you can join us. So, in the meantime, take care of yourselves and support the arts. It's important. Thank you.